Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. We want to start out by sharing some exciting news. We now have an email address set up so that listeners can email in with questions and other comments. That email address is avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. And as I said, we welcome your questions there. If you have any comments, any suggestions, or if you just want to maybe share your own personal story. I'd like to welcome you to episode two of the Avoiding Divorce podcast. If you haven't listened to episode one, I highly suggest you go back since that's the introductory episode in this series. This podcast, of course, is designed to help that left-behind spouse whose spouse has come to them and given them one of the dreaded I want a divorce terms that are so common in these situations. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I don't love you anymore. I don't know if I ever loved you. I want a divorce. I want a trial separation. All of these terms are things that most left behind, be, left behind spouses have heard um, at the start of their situation. And so if you have heard one of those and you've gone online looking for resources to help spouses in that situation, you've probably found a wealth of information. There are lots of resources out there that deal with the subject of divorce. But one of the things that I found in my own situation a couple of years ago was that while there were plenty of resources online, there weren't a lot of podcasts dealing with how to react to hearing those words or words like those. And so the idea behind this podcast is to help those spouses who have heard those words from their spouse and are now facing the end of their marriage. In episode one, we described how you should react when you first hear those words. And we gave quite a bit of information related to that. I ended that podcast by telling you essentially that nothing, doing nothing is better than doing the wrong thing. And in fact, because so many left behind spouses typically end up doing the wrong things, my suggestion was to do nothing, to take some time to mull your situation. And certainly you don't want to beg, plead, and cry and reason and try to talk your spouse out of their decision. I want to spend a little bit more time in this podcast talking about the idea of doing nothing and why it's so beneficial in these types of situations and give you some practical tips on in a deeper dive in how to go about handling this in a way that draws your spouse back into the marriage rather than pushes them out quicker. Usually our first instinct when we hear one of those phrases that signals that 
our spouse wants out of the marriage is to beg and plead and reason and try to get assurances from the obstinate spouse. And all that does is put pressure on the spouse. Essentially, they've come to you and said, I don't love you anymore. And what that does to us is it makes us want to try to reassure them how much we love them. One of the classic mistakes that a lot of spouses make is they start doing all those little things that they should have been doing all along in their marriage, but had let fall by the wayside. Most of the time in these situations, the marriage relationship leading up to the phrase that signals that your spouse wants out of the marriage, it wasn't a very good marriage leading up to that point. Most of us as left behind spouses can look back at our marriage prior to hearing one of those phrases and we can see where our marriage was lacking. Now usually there's plenty of blame to go around for both spouses. It's not like the, the left behind spouse is completely at fault for pushing their walk away spouse away. And the spouse that's walking away is usually not guilt-free, but also not completely to blame. And so the state of our marriages leading up to having that type of a phrase uttered by the walkaway spouse was less than optimal. And so the temptation is for the left-behind spouse to suddenly start doing all those little things that should have been happening all along. Things like saying, I love you. Greeting your spouse when you arrive at the house and, and, and giving them a heartfelt goodbye when you leave the house. Those are all things that a healthy marriage has. But those behaviors after you've heard that your spouse wants out of the marriage can actually drive the spouse further away. One of the best pieces of advice I got in my situation was to stop saying I love you. And this is a common question that left behind spouses have. Should we tell our spouse we love them? After all, we do. And we're very sad at the prospect of our marriage ending. And we want them to know how we feel. The problem with saying, I love you, to an obstinate spouse, is every time that you say that to them, it reminds them that they don't feel the same. It's reinforcement to them that no matter how you're feeling about the marriage or about your spouse, that they're no longer feeling that love. I think we all could agree that one of the last things that you want to do in these situations is to remind your spouse that's walking away from your marriage that they don't love you anymore. And so 
every time you initiate the I love you sequence, and I think we all are aware of what that sequence is, because usually it goes something like, I love you, and the receiving spouse says, I love you too. Every time that you initiate that I love you sequence, the walkaway spouse is reminded that they don't feel that way anymore. And what that can do is that can lead to the spouse that's walking away from the marriage coming to a point where they need to remind the spouse that's being left behind that they don't feel that way. And so you're setting yourself up to hear one of those dreaded phrases a second time. So some of the best advice that I got was not to initiate the I love you sequence with my spouse that was wanting out of the marriage when I was going through my situation. And so I encourage you as the spouse that's being left behind to, to stop initiating the I love you sequence. Now, the follow-up question is usually, what do I do if the spouse that's walking away initiates the sequence? So in other words, the spouse that wants out of the marriage says, I love you. Well, it's okay to reciprocate in that point. It's okay to say, I love you too. So this isn't a matter of, of not sharing your feelings. It's not being the initiator of the sharing of those feelings. One of the things that I don't think I touched on in episode one that I really think is important for the spouse that's being left behind to understand is that you're, after hearing one of those phrases and, and realizing that your spouse wants to end the marriage, you're on a roller coaster of emotions. One day you're feeling like it's the end of the world, that you're not going to survive, and the next day you feel emboldened and in control and, you know, understanding that you're going to be okay. If you're in this situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because especially early on in your situation, you are at the bottom of the hill on that roller coaster, feeling like it's the end of the world. And as time goes on, you'll start to feel better and better about your situation. Well, it's important to remember that the spouse that's walking away from the marriage also is on a roller coaster ride of emotions. A lot of spouses that are have made the decision to walk away from their marriage are not sure of their decision. Now they do their best to hide that from the spouse that they're walking away from. But it's not uncommon for the spouse that's walking away from the marriage to be on their own roller coaster ride of emotions, to not be sure of themselves and, and sure of their decision, 
it certainly took them a long time to get to the point where they were ready to express to their left behind spouse that they wanted out of the marriage. And because of that, they certainly aren't sure of themselves every moment of every day. I look at my own situation and in talking with my wife, after I heard the phrase, I don't want to be married anymore, her thoughts and her feelings on the subject changed from moment to moment. She expressed to me that one minute she was sure of her decision and the next minute she wasn't sure of anything. And she even went all the way to the point of, at certain points, thinking, what am I doing? I shouldn't be doing this. So your spouse's, your walkaway spouse is probably in a similar situation where from minute to minute, they're not sure how they feel about what they're doing. They're not sure if it's the right thing to do. And they certainly vacillate between still loving you and not loving you. And we're going to talk more through the course of this podcast in future episodes about some of those dynamics. But I really wanted to get across to you that at this point in time in your situation, after hearing one of those phrases that your spouse wants out of the marriage, that you should certainly not, certainly not be initiating the I love you sequence. And that it's okay to reciprocate if your walkaway spouse says it first. Now we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back moment in, a, in about a minute. And in the second half of this episode, we're going to be talking about why you want to avoid relationship talks with your walkaway spouse. And why it's so important to avoid them and definitely not initiate them and how to handle it if they initiate one. So we'll be back in about a minute. And once again, you're listening to the Avoiding Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Steve. We'll see you on the other side of this message. Welcome back to the Avoiding Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Steve. I want to repeat the announcement I made at the beginning of the first segment, and that is that we now have an email address that you can email questions, comments, uh, sharing your story, whatever you want, to avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. This is episode two in our Avoiding Divorce podcast series. I want to thank you for listening. I also want to remind you that if you haven't listened to the introductory episode, episode one, I highly suggest going back and listening to that episode. I do want to make a comment about the different episodes. They will be labeled with the topics that they cover so that in the future, as the episode list grows, 
spouses, left behind spouses that are interested in certain topics can pick and choose which episodes they want to listen to. And that way they don't have to listen to episodes that may not pertain to their situation. For instance, in the future, we'll be talking about affairs. If your situation has an affair involved and how to handle that. And so if your situation doesn't involve an affair, whether it's an emotional affair or a physical affair, or both, then obviously you wouldn't need to listen to that episode. So we will uh, continue to um, put content up each week, and hopefully this will help those looking for help that have been told by their spouse that their spouse wants out of the marriage. Now, before the break, I mentioned that we were going to be talking about how to handle relationship talks. As a left-behind spouse, you're probably dealing with a, an instinct and an impulse to constantly want to be talking to your walkaway spouse about the situation. You're going to have this desire almost on a 24 by 7 basis to be discussing the marriage, the fact that they want out, why, anything pertaining to the relationship. And when I say 24-7, I mean 24-7. You're probably laying awake at night at this point, wanting to wake your spouse up if they're asleep or contacting them if you guys are uh, physically separated to have relationship talks. In the first segment of this episode, we talked about not initiating the I love you sequence. So not telling your spouse that you love them because it reminds them of the fact that they don't feel that way. And relationship talks are very similar to that. You need to really be looking at relationship discussions as a bad thing for your situation. When a spouse has made their desire to leave the marriage known and you constantly want to talk about that, it really reinforces to them how they feel that they want out and that they're ready to move on with their life. When you initiate relationship talks with a obstinate spouse, you'll get a, a very very varied way or reaction from your walkaway spouse. I can talk about this in terms of my own situation where when I would give into that impulse, when I'd give into that strong desire to have a conversation with my walkaway wife, her reaction sometimes was painful because she made it known that she didn't want to talk about it and she also made it known that she still felt the way that she did about leaving the marriage. And this, of course, is something that can really set you back as a left-behind spouse. I can also speak from experience that when you do initiate a relationship discussion, rarely after the discussion is over do you feel better about your situation. In fact, it can make you feel in many ways worse. And a lot of times you wish you had never initiated the conversation. Of course, 
as left behind spouses, our memories are very short when it comes to these sorts of feelings and thoughts. And in short order, we're ready to have another relationship discussion with our spouse who's walking away from our marriage. So it's important to keep in mind that at this point in time, especially if it's early in your situation, your job is to back off, give them time and space, remove all pressure from them, and certainly not remind them of how they feel about wanting to leave the marriage. And while all of your instincts and all of your impulses are going to push you to do that, it's important to remember that every time you bring up the relationship, the state of the relationship, the fact that they want out, asking them why they want out, every time you do that, it just reinforces to them how they feel about the marriage at that point. Your goal is to back off and let them make their decision. It's important, I think, at this point to also point out something that um, I probably should have mentioned in episode one in the introduction, but you know, when you're doing half-hour podcast episodes, it, it's difficult to fit everything in. But it's important to point out that your spouse is in control here. As the walkaway spouse, they hold all of the control. The reason for that is simply because it takes two to make a marriage. In other words, both people have to be committed and invested and wanting to work on the marriage for the marriage to work. But unfortunately, it only takes one to make a divorce. So your spouse is in control. They're going to be the ones that decide whether or not reconciliation is a possibility or whether they really are going to move on to the dissolving of the marriage. And so as the left behind spouse, you have to really look at it in terms of you want to do everything in your power to buy as much time for yourself as you possibly can. Now, we haven't talked a lot about the state of limbo on this podcast yet, but we're going to get into the state of limbo that occurs after in the, in the period between after a spouse has made their desire to leave the marriage known and the actual outcome for the marriage, whether that be staying together and both spouses agreeing to be committed and work on the marriage, or whether that ends in the dissolving of the marriage, and then, of course, um, the aftermath of divorce. So one of the reasons that you don't want to initiate relationship talks is because you're not in control, and you want to do everything you can to keep the spouse from running headlong to an attorney or to the divorce court and filing for divorce. The whole point of avoiding divorce 
is to do things that don't bring divorce on. And it can be a very difficult thing as a left-behind spouse to realize that what's intuitive to do, like tell your spouse that I love you, to constantly be talking about the state of the relationship after, after you've had the divorce bomb dropped on you, all of that works against you. Even though intuitively you're being told by your instincts to do those things. So, the walkaway spouse has full control at this point. Now, you can always take that control back and go and file yourself. Uh, but I only advocate that in very specific circumstances. And it usually involves the walkaway spouse being in an affair that they are unwilling to uh, give up. And we'll talk about that more in a future podcast. But really stepping back and removing all pressure from your walkaway spouse is your goal. And that's the whole point of doing nothing. You want to buy as much time for yourself as possible. And I really encourage you to look at limbo, that period of time after you've had the, the divorce bomb dropped on your head and um, the whatever the resolution to your situation ends up being. You really need to look at that period of time as the gift of time. There are spouses, believe it or not, that drop the divorce bomb on their left-behind spouse as they're walking out the door. And it's amazing to me in, in talking to couples, or especially left-behind spouses, that are in these situations, how the grass is always greener from the spouse's standpoint. So in other words, if you're a spouse that gets the... Uh, message from your spouse that they want out of the marriage, but that spouse takes no action towards that for a certain period of time, that certain period of time seems like torture. And the spouses that find themselves in limbo often think it would have been much easier for their spouse just to have up and left. However, the left-behind spouses that find themselves in situations where their walkaway spouse has up and left immediately look and say, boy, I really wish I had had the opportunity, that gift of time, of limbo, to be able to show my walkaway spouse the changes that I am willing to make during this limbo period. So I think it's important to point that out in, in terms of uh, having, you know, not initiating relationship talks with your walkaway spouse. Whether you're in in-home separation, in, in, in many cases, the uh, walkaway spouse is even sleeping in the same bed as you still, let alone living in the same house. It's really important, no matter what your situation is, to avoid relationship talks. Now, in the last couple of minutes, I wanted to give you some advice on what to do if your spouse, your walkaway spouse, initiates a relationship talk relationship talk themselves. Remember, as the left-behind spouse, your job is to avoid relationship talks 
at all costs. So if your walkaway spouse initiates a relationship talk, the first thing that you need to do is give them your full attention and listen. That's one of your best tools in dealing with your walkaway spouse during limbo is to give them your full attention and listen. If you're doing something else, reading a book, watching TV, uh, running on a treadmill, whatever activity you're in, when your spouse initiates the relationship talk, stop, turn to them, give them your full attention, and listen to what they have to say. <laughs> the second thing that I think is a good tool is to validate their feelings. And we're going to spend future episode talking about the validation of feelings because it can be such an important tool in these situations. But essentially what you're going to do is you're going to learn how to repeat back to them what they're saying in a way where they understand that you understand how they feel. Now, I feel it very important to point out that validation is not agreeing with what they're saying. They could be saying that they feel like you're a no good, lousy, you know, so-and-so. You don't have to agree with that, but you can say, I understand that you feel that I have behaved in ways that you feel make me a low-down, dirty so-and-so. And what you've done is you've validated how they feel without agreeing or not agreeing with them. The last important thing, after listening attentively and validating, is to make sure that you end the discussion. This is going to become one of your best tools during limbo with your walkaway spouse, is being the one to end the conversation. And we'll talk more about that in a future podcast as well, but you be the one to say, okay, I, I, I need to get back to my book or my show or walking on my treadmill or whatever it is. If you're, if you're not uh, together physically, if you're in you know, physical separation and they're doing this over text or phone call, I'm busy and I have to go. You don't even have to give a reason. So if your walkaway spouse initiates a relationship talk, attentively listen, learn how to validate their feelings, and then be the one to end the conversation. And we're going to end that, uh, th this episode here. I hope this has been helpful to you. We'll be posting another episode next week on one of the topics that we've already touched on. And just remember, the whole point as a left-behind spouse is to do everything in your power to avoid divorce. Thank you for listening.